Have you ever felt lost when trying to support a grieving friend? Suggested Etiquettes for the Grieving is your go-to guide for offering real comfort in difficult times. Written by Angie Williams, this book is packed with practical tips and heartfelt advice. Be the friend who makes a difference. Order your copy today at Amazon.com or visit www.slowtospeakwithvooch.com. That's slow, the number two, speak with V-O-O-C-H dot com. Order now and transform the way you support those you care about. Suggested etiquettes for the grieving because being there matters. So today we will be discussing afterthoughts from reading the book with friends and family who have previewed the book. And for this podcast, we'll be joined by one of our friends, Donna Guider. Yes, How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. That's all right. Good. All right. Well, first, I want to start off by asking, how do you and Angie know each other? <laughs> Way back. Right. <laughs> Angie and I started as high school acquaintance. Yes. For college besties. Yes. Wow. Yes. I, that's a perfect and, way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, we were both kind of skeptical in high school. We we knew of each other in high school. We, we interacted a little bit, had a lot of classes together. And so we both were reluctant as uh, roommates. But when we got together, it was like yes, explosion. So yes, I'm so glad God had this already orchestrated. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Donna was the first one to, talk, to teach me how to say I love you. Mm. I, I never said I love you. And she was just she's very, very sweet person, always very loving and, and always expressive of her love. And she used to always say, I love you. And I, <laughs> at first I used to say ditto. And so sure <laughs> and then it changed over to I love you, too. Once, you know, I started jo- going going to this church, but I did. It was first from her that I learned to tell other people I love them. Oh, OK. Well, wow. that's cool. So you guys have known each other for a long time. You ain't got to talk about <laughs> age like that, honey. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I want to put it all out there like that. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> we young old. <laughs> right, right, right. That's it. That's it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now, Donna, you said um, you love that the first chapter was sweet and to the point. Why was this chapter so helpful to you? Okay, because as I listen to the podcast, then I review each chapter. Because mm. um, Angie asked me to, I went through as a critiquer. She asked me to go and see what I thought, if I saw anything. Mm-hmm. But I was immediately compelled by what was covered in the book. Mm. Uh, the first chapter allowed this is allow the griever to be heard. Mm. There's nothing that anyone could say at the moment. You know, people mm-hmm. are grieving. It's nothing right. really you can say to comfort them. Yeah. So just be quiet. You know, it was more of <laughs> a, uh, for better words, shut up. Show up and shut up. <laughs> Show up and shut up. I love it. <laughs> yes. And Donna, you experienced um, a loss, a major loss. Um, do you mind talking about that? I don't. And, um, 
I lost my stepdad. I mean, mm. you know what? With grieving and stuff, you don't quite understand it until right. you go through. Right. So it's you know everybody has something to say about it, but when you lose someone really close that yep. you love, it, that's when it turns on for you. You begin mm-hmm. to be in the shoes of the griever. So I lost my stepdad. Uh, he was um, not doing well. He had high blood pressure and things like that. But we also later on found out that he was using drugs mm-hmm. and we had we had did an intervention mm-hmm. i don't know if i ever told you this engine we did an intervention as a family with him and mm-hmm. um but one day my mother uh called me she got she's come over every friday to be with my daughter oh. and when she got home she said we rushed into the hospital so uh, a month and a half after that he had a massive stroke but i'm sure it was due to other stuff mm-hmm. and he passed on so that was the first loss that mm-hmm. really took me and mm-hmm. then that was in december then that March, we found out my mother was had pancreatic cancer. Mm, so she no. didn't get surgery until the whole year of 2004. Mm-hmm. It was a, a while ago, but you know what? When you grieve, you always grieve. Yep. You know, it's right. always it's a, stages of grief. Yep. So um, she had her surgery that November. And then she passed in December the following, two years after his passing, mm-hmm. almost to the day from her cancer. Mm-hmm. So it was a really, really difficult period of you know, grieving. And mm-hmm. it's been how many years now? And I still get choked up about it. Amen. Yes. Um, those were major losses, Donna, especially your mom. I remember your mom. She was always so sweet. She taught you how to be sweet, you know? <laughs> so, um, and, she's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, I love you. I love you too. She's like, Donna, you're just too needy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our parents had to raise us like that in Chicago because, you know, in Chicago, you got to be hardcore. You say, how you doing, somebody robbing me? Why you robbing me? <laughs> 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 but um, I, I just appreciate you going over the book because I know at the time I did not fully understand grieving myself. So I, I just really appreciate you going over this. And when you pointed out the ch- first chapter, um, that, was that the reason why you said like it was sweet and to the point, just like you need somebody to be when you, they're grieving, sweet and to the point, show up and shut sweet up. To the point. Shut up, show up and shut up. I mean, <laughs> um, it's a well, I guess you'll get to that part. There's a lot of different key things mm-hmm. from the book that kind of put me back into wow. Um, and I don't know if you, you, if you go on with the questions, I'll get to it. So, okay, all right, yeah, thank you, thank you. But I, I do want to say, uh, Angie that I, I went in with the mindset of, okay, I'm going to look and see whatever, but I was blown away. I, and mm. I had to immediately, I felt like I didn't get, I didn't do much for you, but you did a lot for me because I would have to come back immediately and tell you what I got from this chapter mm. because it was right, it was so fresh. So mm. sorry if I didn't uh, help with the critiquing, but no, very good book. You did help because um, I needed to hear the impact it had on individuals because I myself have been dealing with this for so many years that yeah. I thought, this is not going to impact anybody. This is nothing. But I just kept hearing, listening to God's, this is God's assignment. Keep going. And then you kind of um, affirmed that when you kept telling me, wow, this is what I got. I was like, okay, good. She, that's that's what I would love for other people to get out of. So thank you. Mm. Yeah. And Donna, um, you said you love the John 11 example. Uh, what stood out to you about Jesus and Mary's interaction on that? Okay, so... Jesus, to me, he allowed, it was, she, she went up to him, she said, he, he wouldn't have died, you know, mm-hmm. and Jesus allowed her to talk. Mm-hmm. And Jesus had the authority right then and there and said, 
calm down, Mary. I'm going to heal it. But he didn't. He mm-hmm. heard her. He listened to her. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, he knew what was going to come and mm-hmm. he wept with them. So mm-hmm. he, he showed a, a side of empathy. Like, like you, you're empathizing. You, we know how death is and it's painful. Mm-hmm. Him being the one who's going to admit, you know, let, shortly after, heal and bring him back, still empathize. Let her talk. Let mm-hmm. her tell her side and Stood up. Right. Wow, that was, that was incredible insight. I appreciate you sharing more on that too because <laughs> you got more out of that than I did at one point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I really appreciate that, um, and especially, I mean, sort of just going back, just thinking about, um, like you said earlier, um, with helping out with previewing the book. Um, and trying to do two parts, basically. It's mm-hmm. like uh, you're trying to preview the sort of help, like, oh, I see maybe this, maybe that. You could have said this or that. But then also taking it in, you know, it all in for yourself and just like, man, this is like really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, this is um, right. some good material. So, yeah, you know, really appreciate you on that. Uh, all I got to say is that God used you in the role you needed to be used in because you affirmed <laughs> that it was, yeah, I'm going in the right direction. That it, it's supposed to impact us the way it does. Mm-hmm. And I wish somebody had, uh, you know, at the time, you know, during my grieving, I wanted, and you were there, Angie, you were there uh, every step of the way. And risk walk, there were some periods in, in our walk that you walked with me mm. through, during times where I was really challenging. Mm. And instead of judging or doing stuff, um, you know, we talked about this offline, mm-hmm. but you walk with me mm-hmm. and help me to see. I mean, you look back at it, you're like, wow, that's what we want. And um, mm. I was going to get, you know, we're going to get to this bottom line. And it wants your book is that we treat others the way we want to be treated. Right. Mm. It's almost like that be the Bible, don't quote the Bible situation. Oh, okay. We haven't gotten to that part, but yes, that's <laughs> one of my favorite chapters. So now you made a profound statement after reading one of the chapters. You said that everyone is different and you quite don't know if you're doing enough, but you had taken to heart the practical you mentioned to be a better active listener. Could you elaborate on that point a little bit more? At the time, I was doing the book of Job that we were, I was reading a book. So Mm -hmm. in in the book of Job, he calls his friends at some point miserable comforters. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They came. They came and they were, they started off really good for mm-hmm. a little while, just sitting and listening to him. They knew he was in pain. Mm-hmm. Then they began to talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we talk, and they, when you go back and li- you never, you know, re- read the book of Job, they were saying some good things that seemed like it could be true. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't know, why he was under what he was under. He was right. going through, but they didn't have a clue to that. And they began to say things that weren't true. And they began to get him to talk. Mm-hmm. And he began to say stuff that he, you know, wasn't going to say so he called them miserable confidence if they had mm-hmm. just stayed there and they had just just sat there with them you know mm-hmm. and that's something about that you think you're not doing enough right but they were just being there so mm-hmm. um one of the things like you know just from the book just again it goes back to show up shut up <laughs> yes and just be there and i know it's hard because it's nothing we can do to make a person feel you know as i know all the difficulties nothing we can do to take away that, yep. that pain. We want to, mm-hmm. and make, you know, 
but we can't. So right. I just got from just reading that, just being, I guess the best thing I do is just be there. You almost want me to re- rename that chapter to show up and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, you know, what's interesting about that is uh, it comes to mind, you know, a lot of times instead of showing up and shutting up, we show up and we show out. Exactly. <laughs> you know? that's, that's exactly what his friends did. I thought they began to. I mean, one of the, I just wanted to comfort him and they tried to figure out what's going on. And they didn't know. And mm-hmm. then he had to talk too much. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just talk too much. <laughs> right, right. Just be quiet. But. And you know what, um, what's interesting about that is, you know, I, I've seen that firsthand. You know, we're at... Um, you know, at a funeral service and one person basically just showed up and they became the focal point yeah. of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, and, and you know, it was like, it was all about them, mm-hmm. how they were yeah. feeling. And yeah. they wanted everyone to focus in on them, you know, as a part, you know, as opposed to what's really going on, how people are hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of times even, and it doesn't have to be a situation like that. It could just be if you're talking with someone, you're trying to give all these different, you know, answers or you're trying to do this, you're trying to do that. And then it's all about what you did for that person as opposed to just being there and listening. Yeah. 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 And often, you know, family members, they're hurting so badly or they're hurting so badly that they don't realize that their words are hurting other people because yeah. they like, for example, coming to funerals and complaining about what what didn't go right, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Or, you know, just basically upset about things and then just give full vent to their anger. And man, that's so hard to try to, you know, sit back and, and take all that in while you're yourself hurting and trying to stay focused and playing out all this stuff. Exactly. I, I think people don't they maybe think they start off with the good intention to mm-hmm. help, you know, but our, our nature get in there and we begin to talk as we mm-hmm. get past us mm-hmm. and we don't we forget what, what we're there to do. Come on. And and some people are just like that. They just come. I, I know some people like that just come and just take over. You you yep. try to tell them something, but it comes all about them. Yep. Um, good point. Some of the, the etiquettes really is helpful, not just when grieving. In, with, in the death of a loss, but in other parts of grieving too. Mm-hmm. So okay, those loss. are very helpful and just how you came up with the titles and they're just right to the point. It's, it's very, it was very helpful for me. Um, I'm grateful. The, uh, I love when I was um, putting together the, the intro and I, I just list all the etiquettes. I said, they don't even need to read the book. Just read the etiquettes. <laughs> 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 just listen. Just have this etiquette pointed on your wall. Okay. Shh, use few the words. Don't, don't ask me. <laughs> How do you say it, Donna? Don't ask me. Let me know if you need something. <laughs> oh, right, right. Definitely, right. Oh, can I give you an example of that, too? During, this, during the book, I had a, a this girl at church. She... Uh, lost her grandmother so mm. she's a vegan and she always says that during her uh cheat she would cheat with none other than hot dogs how you be a vegan and cheat with a hot dog <laughs> but she cheats with hot dogs so she lost her grandmother she mm. i know she was really sad about it. her husband is away for two and a half months mm. and mm. she has uh, three kids and three dogs mm. so instead of asking is it anything because that would be me that would be me prior to reading the book. He said, let me know what you can do. And I realized they don't, you don't know what you're doing. You know, exactly. I go back into that. 
You don't know. So I showed up at her house with don't I'm not donuts with hot dogs and fish fries for her dinner, mm. and I just dropped it off at her house, and she was so grateful. But I didn't ask because that would be like she's not going to tell me. So oh, now right, you know, right. not. So that etiquette, one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And Donna, I just want to wrap up everything um, by asking, what was your biggest takeaway after reading this book? Um, my biggest takeaway is treat others the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of, you know, I, I, I put myself back in a situation. I think of, hopefully, Angie, at some point, um, I was, I go by, I wish, as, as I read the book, I wish I could have did more and I didn't know how much pain you were in, but I see it now. And because of you and you're sharing your book, I can be able to, if I hadn't been there for you, like I should have been as a friend, I could be there for somebody else mm. in that way. But um, treat others the way I want to be treated is the biggest thing I took away. I took away from the etiquettes. When I show up for your words, I'm probably making more of an impact just being there. Mm. Uh, mm. Don't tell like, uh, because of that, I don't, I don't know if I was right around that practical when she lost her grandmother, but just show up with something, something to eat. Um, you know, we're quick to want to, yeah, the Lord is with you, you know, mm-hmm. and say things because we want to make people feel comfortable, right. but they can be going through all kinds of stuff. It's not comforting. I mean, not, right. not that God is not, he is. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and to follow up too. So mm-hmm. with her, it's been, it's been a while since her grandmother, but I had, we had bologna sandwiches because the bologna is the other thing too. Bologna hot dogs. <laughs> mm. I went by our house and just, hey, how's it going? Just follow up with her. Wow. Because when people leave, you know, I got that from one of the etiquettes, um, the empty words and saying things. Mm-hmm. It was so many things. So it's hard to say one, one thing other than treat others the way I want to be treated. But you touched on so many different things and dove into it for me mm. that I hope that I'm going to be that for somebody else going forward. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much, Donna. And you did no, do you. enough. I shared about you in one of the um, etiquettes on the podcast when I came after I lost um, Janice. You know, I came to your house and you just sat there and you you knew me from high school that I was I would not eat when I'm I'm stressed <laughs> and being in, in in the same dorm together, you know, my patterns. So you just sat there and you just fed me and and, and talked to me. And when you saw me not eating, you kind of reminded me to eat. So you did more than you can imagine. And then I was I stayed at your house and you gave me a safe place. To, you didn't ask me questions. You didn't do too much. I mean, it was exactly what I needed. And it kind of inspired some of the stuff that I spoke about in that chapter. When um, Don't ask me if you could do something because you knew what to do. You just went ahead and did it without knowing that you was doing it. You know, girl, I can keep going on. But um, but I appreciate that what you said, because one thing that you that impacted me, what you said, you said, we just need to this book just basically wraps up and say we just need to learn how to love people better. And right. that's the yes. best. Yes, that's the best phrase. Yeah. yeah. Love each other yeah. better. It's not about you. Learn yeah. how to love that person. And, it's, and love is going to look different for each person. Right. Right. And Donna, I just, again, I just want to just thank yes. you for being a part of this podcast today yes. and um, discussing um, your afterthoughts. Really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. I can't wait to come out. I have a couple of people lined up to get the book. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Really. I'm, and I'm very serious. <laughs> Amen. And you know what? Tony and I are um, willing to travel and meet with groups to discuss it together. So. Okay. If, 
So if you have, are you telling me that if I got some groups? Uh oh. <laughs> okay, I I, 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 I need on that. I, I, I recant that statement. <laughs> what did you say this week? <laughs> <laughs> you got a place to stay. You got a place to yeah, stay. Yeah, yeah, awesome. awesome. awesome.